Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, like spoiler free wise, Civil War. It was like the perfect synthesis of every single movie that has featured Captain America and Iron Man, and then included the the Avengers movies. So like, even Captain America: The First Avenger, Winter Soldier. Avengers 1, Age of Ultron, and then Iron Man's 1 through 3 all kind of synthesized into this movie with its own story just to make it like everything tied together. All of it. All of it came together. You know, that's that's how I look at it from a top view. Okay, nice. Yeah. And then all I can say, I'm going to I'm going to mirror what somebody else said on like their podcast in reference to like what the the best crowning achievement of the movie airport scene okay just the airport scene you're just going to you're just going to lose your freaking mind I'll lose my mind yeah mind comma space blown you okay know? so that is civil war in a nutshell and you know other best parts you're going to get your healthy dose of Spider-Man, obviously, and you're going to love it. And then freaking uh, Black Panther. Holy, holy crap. Yeah. Okay. There's just so much emotions and like so much intrigue and stuff. It's a, it's, it's kind of like Winter Soldier and that there's plenty of espionage and there's a lot of deep plot threads and everybody gets their, everybody gets their moment. Okay. It, like, do you know what I mean? Like, kind of how in the Avengers movies, everybody had their moment. Yeah. Like, every character had their time when they got to kind of say something or do something important that kind of made their stand in the movie. They mm-hmm. they had their two cents. Everybody gets it. Right. So, that's it's reassuring because I think a lot of times in movies like these, you tend to forget the supporting characters and they kind of fall by the wayside and they don't get their two cents and you're just kind of like well it was kind of lackluster because it just focused on the main character and nobody else felt like they had an impact right but this movie you know everybody had their say okay so that's your that's your spoiler for your review of of civil war before we 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 do a big one that's a spoiler Okay. Yeah, before we do the spoilers. Okay, so I need to go see it. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Sons of Comics podcast. I am Steve Pugh. I am Cameron Monk. And thank you you again for Cameron being here on the show. My uh, trusty, loyal friend, and uh, technically my relative, um, you know... uh, I don't know how many episodes we've done of this show, but um, I feel like I've been doing it for a long time. But I've only, I think I've only been doing this like, I don't know, six, seven months maybe. Yeah. Could, could be longer than that. But um, it's it's been a big weekend. It's been a long week for, for me work-wise. Like I've just had so much to do and I've had tons of meetings and I hate meetings because meetings get in the way of actually doing work. <laughs> Yeah, they do. It's it's annoying, and it's it's nice to to finally like get away from that and then just kind of 
get to chat about the nerd things in my life that kind of help me relax or, you know, stay level, I guess. But all that being said, uh, you just got your spoiler-free review of Civil War from me. And I'm sure uh, when Gabe and I uh, talk, you'll you'll get another one. But Cameron here was lucky enough to hear that spoiler for review, and um, I'm sure I've set his expectations a little high. Maybe I should have maybe I should have toned him down. I don't know. <laughs> nah, it, it's good to have a high expectation. I'm I'm it, again as long as I'm eating popcorn and enjoying it, I'm not going to be too picky. I had my popcorn for sure. I did. I had a like my wife's work paid for for us to go, but um, my little girl, my uh, my one year old, she got like food poisoning yesterday, and she was puking all this morning. So uh, yeah. Mariah stayed at home with her, and she asked, you know, she had me go with my my five year old uh, Jocelyn, and so Jocelyn and I went, and her work gave us free popcorn and soda. So. Nice. Yeah, it's it's always better when you get your your popcorn paid for that you're stuffing your face with, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no question. No. Than popcorn, free popcorn, free popcorn. Yeah, popcorn that I didn't have to put in the microwave myself. You know. Yeah. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. So, getting down to some of the brass tacks here. Uh. We'll move on to uh, our little segment that we call Knee Jerk. And how Knee Jerk works is I will read a list of topics and I will get a knee jerk reaction from whoever I'm giving them to. And then we'll kind of, uh, we can kind of like short discussion each one of these since they are news bits. So here we go. Number one, the Flash movie that's coming soon, uh, 2018, is looking for a new director. Hmm. Mm. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, indeed. I agree with that. I mean, you, did you catch up with the, the Flash? Have you caught up? Yeah, I did catch up with the Flash, and I actually was really looking forward to the episode that he directed, you know, so... He's I, doing another one. I thought one. he did a good job. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. But I thought he did a good enough job that I was like, you know what? I know he makes weird – I don't know how to explain him. I enjoy him, but the movies he makes are weird. He makes quirky, uh, like, independent-type uh, film movies. Oh, yeah. Well, like whatever you do, don't watch Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> that one was terrible. So love you, Kevin Smith, but that was – I don't know what you were drinking. I know what you're smoking, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what his response to that would be? He's like, yeah, that's that's cool, man. I don't care. Yeah, you know? that's cool. No, I still love him. Tusk, Tusk is kind of out there. But you know what? I Like on his podcast, he was saying, I'm doing the Flash how, you know, the Flash should, you know, not what I want the Flash to be, but how the people want it, you know. And I'm like, give him it. Give him it. Yeah, give him a hand, man. He's, yeah. He's very, he, you know, for – as much crap as people give him, he is a great director. He's a very good director. Oh, and he's so freaking smart too. Oh, well, he knows his he knows his 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 way around the Flash and around DC stuff and around comics in general so well. Yeah, he he definitely knows how to weave the story or kind of how to take part in it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah, that's why I'm kind of like, why hasn't he done a superhero movie? I'm well, you know, he did a script. I mean, he's written scripts. He's uh, he's uh, written his own comics. You know, he's uh, written stories for him before. So I mean, it only makes sense that he should be he should he's due for one. I'm sure. Yeah. I would even say he should be like an EP, like an executive producer for like the flash. Like I wish he was one of the producers of the show right next to like Greg Berlanti and you know, with them as they'd be a powerhouse together. Oh, definitely. So, uh, but yeah, dude, the flash, the show is just so that I, I can't get enough of it. And I've loved every single episode of season two. I don't think I've ever not been, just on the edge of my seat like oh my gosh barry freaking run yeah you know yeah exactly no i'm i'm right there with you You i'm just i don't know it's probably my all-time favorite superhero like and that's even saying over daredevil and stuff i mean (sighs) tough call show i i really enjoy it it's it because i mean really truthfully you know how do you really get a show going about a guy that's just fast you know but they pull it off they really do i mean coming from the standpoint of somebody who only knows the flash as being fast they would be like oh that that's a difficult job but it's like actually the flash is like super powerful um he's by far one of the more powerful superheroes in the whole dc universe yeah but i mean people don't understand that and i and it's cool that the show takes showing you that very very seriously like mm-hmm. you know he he goes through the speed force he visits earth too i mean oh my gosh that was just amazing like yeah i freaking lost it like i was tearing up when he was talking to his mom and you know yeah that one kind of oh. hits and everything and hey what about be- what a better time to talk about that during mother's day did it it, it got me too i was like segway right yeah. <laughs> i was kind of like should i call my mom <laughs> It's like I want to call my mom right now. I was like, be like, I just want you to know I love you so much. <laughs> Tears. Tears, Tears all the way, you know. Oh. Man. And then you caught the little uh, Easter egg right there on the phone, right? You saw the, the phone. The oh yeah. On the phone. Oh yeah. Killing me, Bruce, Hal, and Diana. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. They even teased Atlantis too. Yeah. Well, and the other fun thing is it's it's one of those shows I can watch with my kid. I, I I know it's not for little kids, really, but I I'm, again, running for father of the year and I'm kind of like, you know what? She likes superheroes. And this one, I feel, is decent enough that she can watch it, you know? No, oh, it is definitely. So, you know, it's on the it's on the lighter side more so than other shows, actually. Like this is probably the one of the better ones that you could even above Supergirl. Like yeah. even Supergirl has its dark moments and the flash is kind of on the lighter side of things. Yeah. But I, I just like it. It's kind of one of those. It's like, Hey, let's have our daughter, daddy movie show. You know? I know. Right. So. Now I have to have your opinion though. Okay. In terms of villainy, how much do you hate zoom as a villain? Like, I mean, not, not like you're just, he's such a good villain that you hate him. Oh, Definitely. That that's the other thing. Yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about. I don't think you're thinking like, oh, he was written terribly. No, yeah, yeah, he's, he's written really good. <laughs> but he's he's written so good that it's kind of like that whole you know Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator that you know he did such a good job that you just hate him. 
yes, you hate that villain yeah. so much. Like yes. liter like as if that person were real. You're like, I hate that guy. I want Barry to take him down so bad. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, I'm right him. there. So, bam. He, he great, great villain for that. So. Even better than Reverse Flash, who I am actually a huge fan of him as a villain. Like Reverse Flash is one of my favorite villains of all time. But yeah. Zoom like took that to a whole new level, and I was not expecting him to. I was like, eh, Zoom, really? Is that the name <laughs> you want me to hate? Eh. You know, and then even when Reverse Flash came back and Barry took him down in like five seconds, it was like, whoa. Yeah. He's like, I'm Barry's like, I'm not letting you do anything to me ever again, you know. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No. no. Great writing, great, great TV show. Love it. So give Kevin Smith a, a chance. So Dude, just have him back as like the full time director. Like I, I know. He loves it, so director on standby or something. Something like that. Okay. Next bit. Batman movie. So the 2018 Batman film, uh, directed, produced, and acted by Ben Affleck, will feature, and this is, I guess, a fact pointed out by Jeff Johns, will feature a rogues gallery, like a full-on rogues gallery of villains. Mm. Thoughts? Intrigued. Me too. Um... Although this kind of creates a conflict for me because I really want to see the Red Hood story and that story didn't include a ton of villains. It, it included some for sure. I mean you had Red Hood, you had Black Mask, you had uh, the Joker, and you had Raish. Right. But I, somehow I feel like this is referring to a whole different set of rogues. Like maybe they're going to include – Deathstroke, or they're going to include uh, Clayface, which would be so cool because we've never seen Clayface before. I think so. That might be some good CGI there. Oh, if 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 the CW can pull off, you know, King Shark. Yeah, true. Then the Batman film can pull off a Clayface. I mean, let's, yeah. let's be real here. Yeah. Could, well, I don't know. Could they be doing the Hush maybe? It's, it's quite possible. That's another great story, you know. I mean, that had a lot of rogues in it. And it, and it could include one that we've already seen. You know, that had – Hush has Killer Croc, and Croc's going to be in, in Suicide Squad. So, I mean, there's one already. Yeah. But if you had to pick – just thinking outside the box here, or just for your own benefit, what four villains would you put in, a, in the next Batman film? Next four villains, like if you're gonna if you're gonna put four villains in there, whether they're working together in unison, like Batman and Robin, terrible, or if they're just there, you know, kind of like the Nolan trilogy where you had like scarecrows here and you had Falcone here, and you know they're all kind of spread out. Who would they be? Okay, now now are they the same people from the previous movies or? No, uh, these could be they've never been in it, or you want them to be in it, or maybe they already have, or right. you already know who they are. All right, so four villains. Ooh, man. Okay, I'm gonna say I, I definitely. Well, I feel the Joker's been done to death. 
And as bad as I want to, I'm going to say no. Um, hey, that's fine. Yeah. No. Um, I'm going to say I want to see a, a new... Uh, man, you put me on the spot here. I know. My bad. <laughs> No, no. It's not an easy thing. Batman has an incredible rogues gallery. Who do you choose? And it's like, who do you want? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go different here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go crazy different. I'm gonna say Two Face, Penguin, uh, Poison Ivy, and. I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to say Solomon Grundy. Ooh. I, I know he's really not a Batman one, but... He is, but he isn't. Like, yeah. they they segue him in, into a Batman story a lot, actually. Yeah, so I'm going to say that. I'm going to say those four because I've never really seen that all together in the comic book or anything. Oh, you're, you think yours is crazy? Mine's, like, even more crazy because mine kind of features villains that aren't, aren't always Batman villains. Okay. Um, I'm kind of even drawing from, like, Arkham Origins here. I want to see Deathstroke. Mm. Mostly because I want to see Deathstroke and Batman fight just because on a fighting level, they're very, very close. And to watch, to see the kind of stuff we saw in BVS... Like the fighting, the Batman fighting from BVS with Deathstroke yeah. would just be incredible. So, uh, Deathstroke, I want to see Black Mask. Um, these last two are gonna are, are getting to me here. Um, hmm. I could get really weird here. Like, uh, I think it's he's called the Shocker. Okay. And oof, who else is out there? Who else is out there? Um. Oh, Professor Pig. Ooh. He. I mean, with the with how dark the bat like Batman v Superman is having. Professor Pig in there would just throw me in a freaking loop. I, I'd, I'd be like, that would be so terrifying. Ugh. I think it would throw people that don't really know the Batman universe into a freaking loop. I think they would probably piss themselves. They would, but Professor Pig is just like so creepy, and he, he's the kind of villain like we were just talking about that would like really piss you off because of how crazy and how psycho and how demented he is. Yeah. And I think I like that. I think I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that because it, it, it'll it stir up the crowd to be like, Batman, put this guy on the ground, like break his arm, do something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like to see that. That's what I want to see. And Black yeah. Mask mostly because he's a good kind of like, he's above gangster level because he's kind of freaky. Right. So I wouldn't mind that. And the Shocker, yeah. he's just like a, he's a one-off. Yeah. All right, I'll go with your list better than mine, so yeah, I like your list better. Well, I only say these ones just because, I mean, I've already seen a really good Harvey Dent. I already saw Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face, and even the short time he was Two-Face, he was pretty great. Yeah. And I don't know, Danny DeVito's Penguin, 
I don't know. I'm just not saying I want someone different than Danny DeVito. I mean, that was very Tim Burton esque. Yeah, it was. But I, I want, I want more of what you see in the comic book slash, you know, video games. Penguin. I want more of that. You know, Pat Oswalt actually did a one off where he played the Penguin, and I wouldn't mind seeing him actually like really do it. Okay. Yeah, Pat Oswalt could do it. Okay. And then, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I mostly I, the reason why I put like poison ivy in there is because I, you know, I want it redeemed by what you saw in you know Batman and Robin. I was like, that was terrible. Yeah, it was. That's that's the problem with that movie is it tried to push these villains together into like a supervillain team when they should have been separate. I mean, if they had separated them or just left. Poison Ivy and Bane out completely and just made it against Mr. Freeze, it probably would have been halfway decent. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. Or, I mean, but we'll never know. Yeah, exactly. We'll never know. If they had just left out even Mr. Freeze and just left Poison Ivy to do the whole movie, it probably would have been okay. Yeah, just pick one side, not both. Yeah, one side. You don't have to... Just because people want to see Bane and because people want to see Mr. Freeze doesn't mean it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. All in good time, people. All in good time. Uh, let's see. Apparently, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, John Favreau are going to continue at Marvel and might be uh, – well, Robert Downey Jr. is com- confirmed for Iron Man 4, but uh, – there's a possibility that Favreau will direct it. Okay. Um, I'll probably go see it. Probably go see it. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but I'm like, I'm not a big Iron Man fan. I like Robert Downey Jr., but on my, my honest opinion, I didn't care for two or three. I mean, they were okay, but three was – the ending was just kind of like, wait, he's not going to be Iron Man? You know, and then, and then they get, brought him right back. Yeah, then you're like, okay, you're screwing it up. You know, like, where the first one, yeah. I loved the first one. First one had so much potential, such oh, yeah. great sport. Right there with you. But I, I, I'm kind of there with it being kind of an X Men movie. I'm kind of like, mm, I need a break. Oh, I've been feeling that way so much. And then I listened to Collider yesterday. You need to start listening to Collider. If you like Fat Man on Batman, you're going to even love Collider even more. Okay. Um, but they were talking about X-Men Apocalypse, and apparently it's like really, really good. Someone has already seen it. You know, They've done some screenings, and one of their crew has seen it, and they're like, it's really, really good. So now I'm like, don't, don't push my faith and my, my interest back into this movie. I want to like not want to watch it right now. Yeah. But they said it's really, really good, and it's it's pretty great, you know. No, no, I, I'll I'll go see it. I'm sure because it's a superhero movie, and I enjoy them. But am I going to be like excited for it like I am, you know, Captain America: Civil War? No, probably not. You know, will there be a time where I'm going to be like, mm, it's a Captain America movie? I'm not so sure I want to go see it. I might, but I'm going to do that whole, you know, what my little kid. Inner soft is Ben like where it's like I want superhero movies. Exactly. So I will go see them. I might not be excited, but I will definitely pay the money to go see it. Yeah, I will see it. Yeah, exactly. 
So I think I think it's great. I I love John Favreau. He's a he's a great actor and he did an amazing job with the first Iron Man movie and and kicking mm-hmm. off the MCU. Um, you know, the guy's a magician with this stuff and I think him staying at Marvel and Disney is a good thing. Oh, he's uh, great. So that's just my opinion. Next yeah. up, uh Punisher series greenlit at Netflix. I'm excited. I I I really look forward to that. I mean, I loved his his part in Daredevil, and I I look forward to it. I, are they going to have the same guy? Yeah, John Bernthal is going to continue. Okay, good, because I was like, that's probably hands down what the Punisher should be like was his messed up, crazy mind, you know, walk the door and take a baseball bat to the guy with the videotapes. And... Oh, my gosh. I've been rewatching that. Like – I, I rewatched it this week and that was like my favorite moment. It's like, I loved it. I was like, yes, take him out. Oh yes, please kill him. Just do it. You know? Yeah. It's just that, that, that thing, you know, he, he doesn't talk very much. He goes into the store and uh-huh. he's looking for specific gear. Yep. And you know, he, 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 he's just throwing money on the table I, it doesn't really matter where the money came from, but you know he gets his gear, he gets the gun, he gets this the, everything, and he says okay, and then he starts walking away, and the guy's like, "You got, you want some other stuff?" And it doesn't register with him until he says, "You know, twelve years old, guaranteed, or or whatever." And you're like, "You shouldn't have said it, buddy. You shouldn't have said yeah, that. Exactly. Shouldn't say that to a guy holding a gun." <sighs> But it's so beautiful. It's at the same time you're just like, thank you. Yep, exactly. Because, you know, Daredevil's great, and he punishes criminals too, but not the way the Punisher punishes criminals. Right. And in, and I think deep inside every, each and every one of us, there's a little part of us is like, that guy deserves to have his head smashed into like, you know, a thousand pieces. Oh, yeah. You know. I, I, I mean, I'm... I'm definitely sure there are some that everybody, you know, if you kind of knew the concept of him, I'm pretty sure everybody in a way they kind of want to go, I wish I could put a white skull on my black shirt and just go out and do something like that right now. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. I mean, you watch the news. You, I mean, it it doesn't matter, but I'm pretty sure people are just kind of like, I'm pretty sure even people in prison are kind of that way too, you know? undoubtedly yeah undoubtedly there's guys in there and i and i i think more so i feel that way because i'm a parent now and i'm kind of like it, it just kind of rips at you a little oh, bit more i yeah. mean time i see something where a kid's in in danger or something i'm kind of like oh something better good happen you know oh yeah like even like even if you're at the park and somebody some other kid is like pushing your kid down you're like oh hell no exactly don't touch my kid you'll find yourself you know in a lot of trouble yeah you know i feel it too but so excited so excited you know he he is the penultimate punisher that i could have thought of you know generally i was used to thinking of the punisher as a big tall brawny guy but you know what this is more realistic this feels right yeah you know you know what i mean uh yeah, I'm glad they got the green light on that one. So yeah, and and then I realized something when like Daredevil's like fighting him on the rooftop. Daredevil takes down a lot of ninjas and stuff, and it only takes him a few punches, and he takes on a lot of big biker guys. And then I yeah. realized, 
why he had a, such a hard time beating the Punisher. It's because I remembered in the comics, it's not that the Punisher is stronger or a better fighter than a lot of these guys, but he takes punches. He can take a beating, like a huge amount of beating. Yeah. And like get back up and keep fighting. Like that's the thing about him is he's just like, he doesn't feel it. And he just, I saw him punch the, I mean, I saw Daredevil punch him like 20 times in the face and he's just like, whatever, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep punching you, you know? Well, on that, oh, okay. Now, here's the thing though, okay? That that scene where him and Daredevil were fighting and that part where he locks the door and takes the baseball bat, but the jail scene, how epic was that though? Oh my gosh, so epic. Just blood everywhere. I was like rooting. I woke up my kids and I was like, okay, I'm not pausing it. Nope, nope, not nope, not doing it. My wife's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "You don't need to know. I'm watching Daredevil." <laughs> it's like it's stupid. I was like, "Don't you dare say that." Something you know? stupid. You don't want to know what it is. Good night, bye. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you you stay out of this. This is between me and the TV. <laughs> don't you dare say it about the TV. Oh, and I was like, she doesn't understand. Did you even notice, like? As the blood like splattered over his his prison garments, it actually formed the Punisher symbol. Did you notice that? No, and now I'm gonna have to look at it again. Go back and look at it again. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, it's right there. I'm gonna it was do right it. There the whole time. I didn't even I'll, notice. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to now. You have to now. Wife's gonna be like, are you watching that again? Is there something wrong with you? I'll be like, no, nothing. No, it's just good TV. <laughs> it's good TV. Yeah. I like violence. I can't help it. Yes, yes, I do like violence. This is what I'm going to be when my daughter turns 16 and that first date comes over. <laughs> Seriously. Just going to be the guy with a double barrel, you know, just I'm tucked gonna... under my arm, sitting just on the porch. Let's go have a drink. Yep. Sit on down, boy. I'm going to talk to you about a few things about my daughter that you ought to know. And that kid will be like, I might need a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> Or something. Just go. I don't mind going back to prison. Yeah, I don't mind going back to prison. Been there, done that, and I'll go. Uh, next up, possible dread series featuring Carl Urban. Ooh. Now, did you see Dread? I did. Yeah, we I, talked about this. You've seen it. I did see this. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, um, so good. No, that that makes me excited. I think he probably pulled off. Dread better than anyone I can actually think of. And I actually like Carl Urban. I mean... I think he's pretty underrated, if you ask me. Oh, he's very underrated. I mean, he's never really got to be the main role until Dread, really. It's true. I mean, I'm, he did a few other things. I mean, heck, he was in Lord of the Rings. He was, Then he's in Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, come on. Those are, those are great things to be in, even as a supporting actor, but... The guy needs a shot as a as a lead role in a, in more things. I think. I agree, and I think he pulled off Dread very well. I mean, he. I guess you could say he's got the chin for it. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing you see on Dread, really. So. You know how women, there's like a thing called a bitch face. Like there's women that have a bitch face. Yeah. He has like the male version of the bitch face. He does have the male bitch face. He does. It's like the bastard face, you know? He's just like, I'm going to tear you to shreds, and that's just like my normal setting, you know? Yeah. Kill. Kill is my normal setting. 
So no, I think it'll be good. I like it. I like the idea. Let's let's do that show. I I could use another TV show to watch. Can you ever have enough TV shows to watch? No. My wife thinks so. <laughs> that's how that's how my that's how my nights go, man. If I'm not if I'm not playing Battlefront or playing something, I'm working on my blog or or working on something and I'm watching a good TV show or have you did you get a chance to check out uh Legends of Tomorrow? I haven't got to check it out yet. I I've been wanting to. I know. I I, I've been doing artwork and my problem is is every time I I like to have music or some sort of noise or a movie on, but if I put on a TV show, you know, hence Daredevil and all that stuff, work doesn't get done. Yeah, that's the same for me. I'm too easily entertained, so that also means I'm very easily distracted. Yeah. So that's that's kind of my Achilles heel, too. It has to be a show that I do like, but I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Like, a show that I can watch constantly and never really get sick of will work for me in the background. Like, How I Met Your Mother or Friends or something like that, I can have in the background just because it's it's good it's good filler. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I've seen it already, so like with Daredevil, I can actually do that now. Oh, that's right. You know, like, I, can just, I can just listen to it and I know the scene in my head right now, you know. But if I haven't seen it, it's kind of like, oh, I can't draw right now. I've got to yeah. watch this. <laughs> yeah, I put the pencil down and pay attention. <laughs> down. And where's my popcorn? No. Do you actually have like a drawing table, like one of those drafting tables that's like at, at an angle? You know, they're like angled up so your arms and your, you know, are, yep. are kind of up. Yeah, I actually want – it's it's a cheesy – well, it's not cheesy, but it's one of those cheaper ones. Like my parents gave it to me when I was like 15 kind of a thing. But just, We should just build you a new one, build you a legit I, one. I've been thinking about building me one. I've actually like – I'm kind of in, I'll admit it, I'm kind of an antique fanatic kind of a thing. I've been looking for like old like drafting tables. But Dude, let's uh, let's go take a weekend. Let's go antiquing. Antiquing. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm also uh, an antiquer of pipes. How weird is that? Yes, pipes. I'm kind of a Norman Rockwell, J.R.R. Tolkien kind of fan. So Who's I, the artist that did uh, like – the paintings or the drawings of cans, you know, the Campbell soup cans or the, who did that? Oh, I know Warhol. That's it. Gosh, dang it. I've been, it's been bothering me all freaking day. (laughs) I, I've been thinking who draws the, who paints the soup cans? The dilemma with me is that I'm so ADD and I didn't take my pill today. (laughs) I didn't take my pill today. And, it was in the Minions movie, like the can, the Campbell soup can. Oh, like yeah. It had like the painting, and I was like, frick, I know who did this. Where he's like, this is a painting of soup for the love of what I love to eat. So you know, much. yeah, exactly. And I was like, I swear I know the name of whoever did that. And I just didn't have the motivation enough to take out my phone and Google it. Yeah. And I was like, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. And that happened like several times throughout the day. I was like, oh, I'll think of it. And I didn't. And I got, I'm so fed up, but I know you're an artist, so I, I knew yep. you knew who it was. Yep. Andy Warhol. Andy so. Warhol. Yep. Good old soup cans. He did soup cans. Who else, what else did he do? I know he did multiples of. He did the Marilyn Monroe uh, print, the different colored ones where it's like the same picture. And it's just all on one canvas and different colors. Didn't he also do like cans of Coke? 
I know. Didn't he do coke? Well, I'm sure he did the drug coke. Probably did lots of coke. Did lots of coke, I'm sure. Well, I think everybody during his time did. You know, got passed around like the hookah pipe. Um, Jeremy Irons is returning for Justice League. Hmm. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I... Yeah, he did a good job. I no, actually, yeah, he did a very good job. I I liked what he did. I still have to say, for me, I I, I know people are gonna hate me for this, and that's okay. But I liked Jeremy Irons as Alfred more than I liked Michael Caine. No, that's that's not bad. I mean, Michael Caine's a great actor. Oh no, yeah, don't get me wrong. I loved him as Alfred, and he's he's. I mean, he's an incredible actor. He's got the chops. He's always done. He's done like off Broadway, or he's done lots of plays and things yep. like that, and classic, you know, theater. But mm-hmm. um, I just felt like Jeremy Irons' interpretation of Alfred is the kind of Alfred that I've I've dreamt of seeing direct from the comics. You know, he's he's kind of quirky. He has his he has more jokes, but he's also a very experienced mechanic. He's kind of a war hero, and yep. he kind of just like ribs off of off of Ben Affleck or Bruce Wayne in a way that he's kind of like ticked off at him a lot of the times, but at the same time, he's like, he believes in what he does and he's always going to be there to support him anyway. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited. I'm glad he was, he's coming back. So yeah, super stoked. Yeah. Um, did you watch uh, the next one is the new TMNT trailer. So this was like the third trailer, I think. So there was a teaser, then there was a full-length trailer, and then there was a third trailer. Uh, I'm going to have to say I like the second trailer better than the third trailer, maybe. Um, I'm just going to have to go over ar- overarching on this one, just because I really... I personally liked the uh, f- first team in, or Team NT movie. Uh, yeah. The... Yeah, the first one. I I actually liked it. Um, I didn't love it. It was a little dry for me, but mm-hmm. uh, overall, I thought it was a good it was a good movie. And this looks like it's gonna be a you know a, a step up, a, a big step up for them. Especially since they're kind of bringing in a lot of the other mutated characters. They're bringing in Bebop and Rocksteady, and I'm sure yeah. you know we get the Krang, we get some of the really weird stuff that TMNT is very, very accustomed to. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and that's that's what I'm excited for is Rocksteady and Bebop. So I, I I'm gonna go see it. I'm sure. I just like like you, I liked it. I just didn't love it. It's it's not one that I'm like I'm gonna go out there and buy that right away. Like if it's on TV, for sure I'll I'd like I'll you know I'll probably watch it again or whatever just because it's it's fun. Yeah, it's exactly. Fun. I'm right there with you. Lastly, uh, coming back to the Flash, uh, the series is coming to an end. I mean, not the series, just the season is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting close to the end, and things are really. Uh, I don't know. There's so much going on. Like I watched the extended preview of the next episode. Like obviously you you've seen the latest episode, right? I haven't seen the latest one yet. Oh, uh, then I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> but I do know that there is some crazy stuff going on. So, um, did you see what happened? Let's see. 
that Barry lost his speed. Yes. So he's normal now. Right. But they but the the latest episode they're going to try and get it back to him. Of course, you've got to. Well, yeah. But he's I'll I'll just set it up for you. He's questioning a lot whether he should or he shouldn't get them back. So a lot of questions are being asked and a lot of stuff comes out and you're just like, okay, whoa. You're going to have that whoa moment in there. So right. you'll like it. Real okay. good. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's all I've got for Knee Jerk. And uh, man, Flash is so good. I just cannot, I just cannot like remark enough how good it is. I was going to say, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I know. I just want to like watch the rest. I want to like go back and like find a way to download all the episodes and just rewatch all of season two up till now again. Yeah. Um, I haven't stayed on top of of Supergirl, although I've I've I'm pleasantly surprised at Supergirl. Um, okay. even from the beginning, like the first episode or two was just like, I feel like I'm watching Smallville again. And I'm not saying that's terrible, but it's definitely not what I expected. Right. But after the first couple of episodes, it really started to pick up. And it started to take the show in, in awesome directions, kind of like The Flash does. So you get lots of different villains. You, I mean, they don't try and keep it super grounded in just normal life. They bring in lots of alien stuff. They they go lots of places and do lots of things. So um, it's actually pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. It's, it's no Flash, but I, w- I would kind of almost put it on the same level of interest for me with Arrow, actually. Okay. Because I really like Arrow, but I haven't, like, stuck to Arrow really well either. No, I'm I'm kind of there with you on that, so. But I, I, I want to. I think once the season's over, I'll, like, really go back and I'll, like, really invest in it. Right. Uh, I do have a question for you, though, before we move on to the main event. So... With Gotham, I know I don't know if you've kept up with it at all or have watched any of it. Not really. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not a big fan of Gotham. Like if it's on, I'll watch it, and then I'm kind of like I'm lost, and I'm like I don't care. It's something to watch. So, so I watched all of season one, and season one actually was really good. And I've watched I've watched a number of season two episodes, and I've kind of kept up with the story. But my question is. If they're going to continue the series, I think people want to see more of a Batman presence in the show. So do you think it's possible, and I've heard rumor of this, it's, it, it is possible, that they will skip ahead in the story maybe five to eight years and they'll get another actor to take uh, – I think it's Jason Mazou or something. Uh, the the kid that plays Bruce Wayne, they'll replace him and they'll move ahead in the story like eight years to where he's a teenager and he's kind of building up to being Batman. Okay. Would that save the show? Would that interest more people? Would it make a difference? I I do. I think it actually would. I think it would probably interest me and I know mostly it's because you're kind of you, – you, don't you kind of feel like there's more of a like a bond between Batman and his villains, though? I mean, very much so. This, it's kind of like the villains were there before Batman ever became Batman. It's true. I mean, they all existed. 
but I don't think the show can coexist or can exist long enough for them to get their money's worth out of the show without having a Batman character that is actually trying to become Batman. Yeah. Because no. it's his city. These are his villains. I mean, I know they're like, don't get me wrong. Ben McKenzie as James Gordon, he's just a, he's a breath of fresh air. He's really great. I, I really like him. But without an actual Batman character becoming Batman, I don't just I just don't think the the show's gonna last much longer. No. And that's no, just I'm my actually, own opinion. I'm actually surprised I heard that it was getting another season because I was kind of like, you know what? I don't hear anyone talk about it. And exactly. Maybe, maybe I'm not in the right group or anything about it, but I definitely feel like I think that's what everybody was expecting though. Was when are we gonna see? Bruce Wayne start becoming Batman. Exactly. But he's you know? too young. Yeah, he is too young, you know. And like you said, they need to skip ahead and and make him, you know, kind of trying out to be the detective that he does become kind of a thing, you know. This is this should be the times that we should be shifting focus to Bruce Wayne and watching him become not only an excellent businessman, but he should be learning his martial arts. He should be prepping as a vigilante, like doing things here and there. Uh, he should be at school, like in college, like whatever college they're going to send him to. He should be in college, building relationships with his villains in a way, and kind of working his story because ultimately that's where the show should be heading, and I don't think it it's heading that way as of yet. Yeah. But I think... They could really boost their ratings if they kind of took this direction. But I mean, this is just a, an opinion of one man. But no, I think I think that works. I mean, they I I mean, I'm not a writer or anything, but it's kind of like, well, why didn't they just kind of have it like, you know, like he went to school with some of these kids? Because I mean, he was friends with Harvey Dent. He was, yes. You know, couldn't he have been classmates or something or? Or anything like that, or, you know, frickin' Penguin could have been the weird emo kid that loved birds, you know? He could, they could even tie in Lex Luthor. I know they, I think they went to school together at one point. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think if you had more of, maybe the villains of Gotham weren't the villains that Batman starts to fight, but maybe... I don't know, kind of like the old mobsters before Penguin and Joker and all those people came into power, you know, what, what, I, I think it could have gave the writers more of a free range of, you know what, let's create some villains that Gotham has never seen, you know, people that, you know, I, I don't know, not saying that his father was fighting against them, but, you know, people that the city was terrified before, the real crazy shit got into Gotham. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, they, I, I think they should have taken more of an idea from like daredevil kind of thing, you know, how he became daredevil. I think that made everybody go, Oh, that's awesome. You know? Cause I mean, you first see daredevil, he's not wearing the daredevil costume. No, he's you know? not. You know, he's, he's basically just in all black, you know, why don't we just, I mean, and maybe they didn't want to, you know, kind of copy that or thing, but why not make him kind of, you know, 
be how he was before he became Batman, trying to become the crime fighter that he is now. But you just got me thinking about that that hallway scene in season two in the stairwell. Oh, yeah, man, so good. But yeah, I I agree. I just there are so many better ways they could take the story and make Gotham great because it's not. It's not on the tip of everybody's tongues. Like most people have either heard of the Flash television show or they've heard of Arrow for sure. Yeah. You know, and they're they're acquainted with it. But how good is a show gonna do if people aren't really talking about it, you know? How long can that last? Yeah. So I just I just hope they, they do better. Cause honestly there's so much more they can do that they're not doing. Mm-hmm. You know, to make people be interested to give them that interest heck you can have bruce wayne work with james gordon on tons of stuff i mean not that he isn't already in the show but as a teenager or as a college graduate or something or as a young businessman you could yeah. do so much and especially compared to a little kid yeah so. exactly you know he should be doing tons of cool stuff with lucius fox and he should be uh buying up hotels or just being an arrogant jerk you know we love everybody loves seeing that stuff you should be making the sweet sweet love with uh selena kyle you know all that great stuff there you go yeah exactly but alas we will turn from our our attention from gotham city to both gotham and to metropolis because we're gonna we're gonna do our review of batman v superman folks it's about time and it's about, isn't it about time? <laughs> it's about time that I went and saw it. So yeah, it's about time. It's about time that, yeah, the camera went and saw it. Finally got to see it firsthand. And, oh, this feels so weird because I I just, I, I keep comparing it to Civil War in my head right now. And this is like, oh, this, this is killing me. <laughs> uh, this is so hard. You don't know how hard this is right now. <laughs> I believe it's tough. It is tough. But, you know, here we go anyway. Batman v Superman. The story and the movie that people have been waiting for a number of years for. It finally came to pass, you know, and uh, it arrived in theaters and it had a huge uh, box office opening weekend and week. Uh, broke a couple records. And then it really, really tapered off. You know, it had a, a really tough start, actually, even with its numbers, because the critics hated it, literally hated it, and they hated on it, and on top of it, and beside it, and behind it, and any other way you can think that they hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they tore it to shreds. They It's got like a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and let me be the first of many, probably, to say that well, Rotten Tomatoes is great, it's it's stupid at the same time because I have seen plenty of great movies that have gotten shit ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Pardon my language. Yeah. No. But but it's the the thing can be faulty sometimes, but to start things off, uh for me with Batman v Superman, I already knew that I was going to like it and that was kind of decided before I even walked in the into the theater. And I and I came away like, man, I liked it. I really liked it. But it's not the case for everybody. How did you feel coming out of the theater? Um, you know what? 
I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it was the best superhero movie. Um, and I'm right there with you with the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing. I, I rarely go to Rotten Tomatoes to review any kind of a movie kind of a thing. I, I, I just, I don't feel like I can trust them. I feel like I can't either. I cannot, you know, cause there's some movies where I'm like, really, you gave that rating to that movie, you know? And I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't the best It you know, I wouldn't have say I'd give it like an 80 or something, but you know, what? I'd give the movie at least a passing grade. You know, it, it, I came out going, hmm, so that's how it would end, you know, between the two. But um, all in all, I I pretty much enjoyed what I watched. I mean, it wasn't what I expected. Yeah, me neither. I'm going to – I'll say that like a lot of it took me by surprise and uh, the way it was filmed, like I am not unacquainted with – with how Zack Snyder does a lot of his things. So the choppy way that it was filmed in pieces, kind of like at the beginning and throughout some of it, I get because I just do, I just understand it. I under, I get how these things are put together and I get how when Zack Snyder shoots these things, he does it because he's trying to show you something specific. Yeah. And I understand that. I get it. And a lot of people don't, and a lot of people don't like it. But, I mean, I do, and it wasn't a problem for me. Right. But, um, yeah, I definitely came away like, wow, Batman v Superman, I just saw that. And it was it was, it was was pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they – I've heard a lot of people describe it as operatic. Yeah, totally agree with that, you know? has this big moving soundtrack and it's got these beautifully uh, crafted looking scenes and it's very astounding visually. It's supposed to kind of blind you in a very cinematic way, just like the grandeur that it and the gravitas that it carries is supposed to kind of uh, sway you. And I felt a lot of that, although... I think our, you know, what we're going to talk about next is it, it lacked a few things story-wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, do you it, think it, that? It, it, it did lack a few things. Like, like you said, it it jumped around a lot. You know, it, it felt. Sorry, I don't have the great vocabulary you do. You know. <sighs> you know, great vocabulary <laughs> comes from stealing words from other people. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't don't I'm, think I'm that I have a great vocabulary. I just listened like, to it. He's, he's just looking up words like, hmm, what's another word for this? What's well, a super good. smart word that I can use that I never actually use in my vocabulary? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it jumped around a bit for me. There were some parts that I just I don't know. It's how to ex- how to explain it. You know, it's 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 hard for guys like us to not be it's hard for guys like us to be subjective or you know, objective about these things because you and I know more about the history and the comics that this is based on than other people. Right. So, we definitely have a skewed perception of the movie because of that fact. And a lot of people hated it because they couldn't understand a lot of the things happening. 
because this is this is a a comic book movie made for comic book fans. Right. So not everybody would understand. That's just it. If if you're not a fan of you know superheroes, then you're not going to really like this very much. Yeah, you're not going to like superhero movies. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like taking a girl on a date that wants to watch legally blonde movies when you're more into the zombie thing. She's not going to want to watch that. You're not going to get it. Sorry. Sounds like you're speaking from experience there. <laughs> yeah, high school days. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that's totally true. That if, like, for example, like when he was having the dream or the vision and he's in the post-apocalyptic apocalyptic Mad Max type future, I understood pretty much everything that was going on, you know? Yeah. I could I could understand that at this point, or this vision of the future, um, Darkseid is taken over. His parademons are kind of working together with the government or a Superman that has turned evil or is a super parademon to stop Batman and his rebels from defeating him. That right. makes sense to me. I get that, and I could put that together, but other people can't really do that. No, and and, and that was the thing that I loved in the movie. I did was too. the spite of parademons. I was like... I was like, where's this going? Please tell me this is in our near future. You know, like, please, I am dying for it. I'll, I'll yeah, take I all was, my money. I, I'll, I'll do the Kevin Smith line. Take all my money. Yeah, I was like, when's Darkseid getting here? You know, and, and at that point, I was kind of like, forget this movie. I want Darkseid. Yeah, know? I want Justice League part one, part two. Bring it on. Yeah, but no, I, you know, and, and that's the thing is, like you said, people don't understand some of this stuff. And if you're not, you're going to be lost, you know, and then you're going to be one of those people that look at the guy next to you going, he's smiling. He's getting this. I'm going to interrupt him. And then you're like, shut up and watch a movie. Exactly. I'm the I'm the weird guy at work who people come to his cubicle and they ask him, so what's the deal with this? And I'm just and I'm just I sit there and immediately I start talking. I'm like, well, in this comic of this issue by this person, this person, this happened. So yeah. that's where they're pulling that from. And then I can go to other things and say, well, that's where this is from and this is from. And, you know, I give references and they're like, wow, you know a lot. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed right now. I, sh- You know, no normal person should know this much about comic books. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like kind of being the, uh, the, the, the comic book oracle or guru in my office. It's fun. At least people get to come by my office, come by my, my cube and be like <gasps> – can you tell me about this stuff? And I'm like, oh, thank gosh, another person. Thank you. <laughs> no. And next time that happens and, you, and someone says you know a lot of stuff, you should just tell them. And, and this is stealing it from Peter Dinklage from the Game of Thrones on that trailer where you just oh. go, that's what I do. I know things. I just know things. Yeah. <laughs> just know things. Just say it. Just, you know, because when people tell me that now, that's my, that's my, that's my cue. That's what I'm going to go to now. You know, you're a know-it-all. It's what I do. I know things. I Deal just, with it. Yeah, I, I just know things. Yeah. You know, when you're as nerdy as we are, you research this stuff and you pick it up and you enjoy it. And when you enjoy something like that, it sticks to you and you just can't get rid of that knowledge. It's there. It's, it's true. And and really, truthfully, you can't – I'm going to go on this. You can't really say nerdy because really, truthfully, if you think about it, everybody's a nerd. It's true. In their it own right and way, everybody's a nerd. It just depends on what you like. I've got a brother-in-law that, you know, 
it's sports this, sports that, you know. He's a sports nerd. Yeah, he's a big Kobe nerd. Let's let's face it. Kobe's <laughs> favorite person, you know, he'd be telling me, he's like, I went and saw Kobe's last game in Utah. I had seats next, right behind him. I was like, and did you propose? What'd you do? You know. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Did you touch him? No, I didn't do that. Did well, you get a drop of sweat off of him and keep it in yeah. a glass jar? Did you steal some DNA to make yourself a Kobe clone? No, I didn't do that. What the hell good use was that seat? Well, what good are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. But I mean, yeah, nerd nerd is just pretty much whatever you have a love for is what I'm thinking. So Nerd is not a bad term anymore. In fact, nerd is the equivalent of jock, you know, now in our I think in our day and time, a lot of it, you know. Oh, yeah. I saw somebody posted this. I don't know if you've you've seen it. It was a picture of a lineup of these prom date like prom chicks like in their prom dresses and their dates each had their corresponding colors and underneath their vest and underneath their button-up shirts each of them had a superhero t-shirt underneath that corresponded to their their date and their colors the guy in green had a green lantern shirt underneath his button-up shirt and green vest you know all the way down we had captain america superman batman wow. uh, there was somebody with uh there was somebody with the flash you know there it's the age of the comic book nerd oh yeah it, it, it's cool to to like superheroes now you know i remember being in high school and stuff and you know what i to this day i will still not deny that you know i had a friend that was into comic books with me you know we were into middle school and all that stuff high school came around and all of a sudden he was like i don't look at comic books what are you talking about you know people would be like dude kids and i would be like you know what i have a passion with comic books because to be honest with you i had a hard time reading because i just wasn't interested in anything and then someone showed me a comic book and i can actually tell you it was punisher war journal number it was the third one, I think. Dude, that was like one of my first ones, too. Yeah, and I fell in love with reading comic books at that point. And you know what? I owe my life to being able to read because of comic books. So, you know what? Piss off, you know? But, no, sorry, ranting. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I went through high school. People just te- teasing me about it, you know? What was wrong with me liking comic books? Nothing. Just born a little earlier, I guess. Oh, so. I will defend comic books, to the day I die because you know what comic books serve as great a purpose as books do in their own sphere because with with pictures and with beautiful artwork they can tell as great a story as any novel or oh, yeah. written piece of work and that's what it's all about is a great story yeah well and like also um I don't I haven't told you this um I got to go do uh kind of a like introduction to my art and all that kind of stuff at a, a youth program up north in Salt Lake. Oh, no freaking way. Yeah, the, this lady went to Comic-Con last year and she was sending out – she was handing out these things saying, you know, we want people to come talk to these kids, you know, look us up and all that kind of stuff. And was finding out that the kids were interested in comic books because, I mean, we're talking – these kids were all – High schoolers getting ready to go to college and stuff, but they're not because they're they're troubled youth. You know, they're in this program because they're getting into gangs and all that stuff. And one of the reasons is they don't know how to read. They had like a second grade reading level. No, seriously? Yeah. 
and their reading level was getting up higher because the um, uh, library that was helping them out and stuff donated a bunch of comic books to them. Thank the Lord in heaven. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we're talking like trade paperbacks, not like you know issue one or whatever. We're talking, you know, like Death and the Family, you know, all all those great all those great books, you know, and kind of stuff. And it was kind of cool to hear this from all those kids, you know, that they were like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know how to read and it's because, you know, no one showed me anything that I could have an interest in, you know? So, That's it, so it was cool. kind of cool to, cause I was like, yeah, I was in that same boat as you guys, you know, of course I didn't go into a troubled youth program, but I had a hard time reading and, and I just had a friend that was like, you might like this comic book, you know, because they knew that I love to draw. And and they were like, check out these pictures and look, here's the words with it. You can follow the story. You can know what's going on then instead of just looking at the pictures, you know, and there was my love of comic books from that point on. So, you know, my mother and my father, my mom and dad always said that I had a knack for art. You know, I used to draw I used to draw quite a bit like you. You know, like when I was a kid, I would always draw up my own comic book characters. Like I'd always try to make new characters and I had a book on how to draw superheroes and stuff and I yeah. super enjoyed that and I I knew that I've I I knew pretty well that I always loved comic books, but I never really owned one until this is this is so embarrassing. I was on my mission and um one of the elders was kind of a dinger and he's like we're going to go to this place. I was on a I was on a split or an exchange and he's like I want to go to the comic book store and I was like it was like on a P day and I was like okay. And uh, to tell you the truth, I I loved comic books but I didn't own any of them. And so we went there and I was like I like the Punisher. I think he's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And I just seen the Punisher movie like the Thomas Jane one right before I got on my mission. Right. So I I looked up a Punisher comic and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to own this. So I bought a couple issues and they were both the uh, the war the yeah the Punisher war journals, uh-huh. and I was hooked. After that, I was just like, man, this is so cool. And another missionary had the uh, Marvel no, was it Marvel yeah the Marvel encyclopedia. And I just like sat there like half the P day just looking through the encyclopedia, just looking up stuff. And I was like, this is like cocaine for me. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't put this away, you know? Right. And I just loved learning about it. I love the different stories. There's so many great stories in comic books that people just don't understand exist, you know? No, there's exactly. so much, there's so much heart and there's so much agony and there's so much, uh, heartbreak and there's so much intrigue and espionage in these comic books that just people just uh, they're not acquainted with it they just think it's a bunch of rubbish and it's just i just don't think people understand how much they could learn and how much comic books can inspire the imagination oh yeah definitely and i mean comic books aren't just superheroes anymore no no absolutely not i mean for crying out loud i mean some of the great movies that you see were actually comic books before they became movies. I mean, look at uh, Road to Perdition oh, with yeah. Tom Hanks in that. That's based off of a comic book. Kingsman. You know? Yeah, Kingsman. I mean, 
even that terrible movie Alien versus Predator, you know, based on a comic it, book. Yeah. Based on a comic book, if it was done more towards the comic book, then it be- would have been better. But probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's. I just uh, I wish I could help shape people's perception of comic books in a better light just because people see the movies and the movies are amazing but they should go and they should read the actual civil war comics you know yeah there's so much they're missing i mean the movie really does it well and i thought it would be even more loosely based on the comic book but it's actually fairly close in in a lot of regards i was pleasantly surprised I, I'll give you this. Okay. I'll give you one little thing, and it's not even really spoiling anything. You recall that there was one mom that like directly came up to Tony Stark in, in the Civil War comics and was like, I blame you for my son's death. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of the reason that Tony was like so avid about um, keeping the superheroes registered and under control, right? Right. That happens. Okay. But the incident where the lady's uh, son died wasn't because of, it was because of what happened in Sokovia. Like her son was visiting Sokovia, helping build, build low income housing. Okay. And he died because of what the Avengers did. So, mm. so that's in there. I'll, that, and that's just a little bit. That's just a bit. Cause they don't really hold on to that a whole right. lot, but, you know what I mean? It's just in there. It's in there. Yeah, it's in okay. there. But, yeah, they should really go read the actual Civil War comics. There's so many more heroes and villains that are in these comic books to to hear from and learn from and to see their perspective. Yeah. Because that's the beautiful thing about comics is that even if something's already made, you can take it and flip it on its head and, sh- you know, basically write a story from that from another character's perspective totally changing the entire the entire uh point of the story right and tell it differently so yeah yeah no i i get you right there and and not only that i mean really truthfully who do you want your kids to you know pretend to be you know do you want them to pretend to be a superhero do you want them to pretend to be some rapper that talks about slapping hoes Gosh, man, I get so sick of that kind of stuff. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't care how people think how nerdy I'm going to be or how nerdy my daughter's going to be. If my daughter wants to dress up as a superhero for Halloween or that she goes around pretending that she's a superhero now, more power to her. So. Oh, absolutely. Right and same thing with my son right now, although he's really into dinosaurs, so I'm cool with that too. So. Well, dinosaurs are pretty cool. Yeah, he goes around acting like he's eating things. So <laughs> you should just give him some cauliflower and put it on a on a on a plate standing up and be like, "All right, dinosaur, eat these trees." <laughs> uh, there we go. I might do that. I know, right? There we go. There's daddy tip number one: getting your daddy kids to eat vegetables. Vegetables. Kill the tree. Yeah, kill the freaking trees. Kill the freaking tree. You're a dinosaur. Eat those. Eat those. Those hippies. There we go. Yeah, eat them tree hugging hippies in there in the in their tree forest. Ugh, don't get me started. I know. Um, so back to Batman v Superman. I know we took a right. good tangent there, but yeah, we did. 
Um, I still enjoyed the way the story went, although last time I talked to Scott, he brought up some good points where a lot of the points that led to Batman and Superman fighting weren't really substantiated very well. You know, their motivations weren't as well formulated as they ought to have been. Mm, Yeah. I mean, they were to a degree. Like, if I go back and watch again, I can pinpoint the points where Bruce Wayne is like, okay, he, this, this has to stop. You know, I have to stop him. It makes sense. There's plenty of that. But from Clark Kent's perspective, there was only one point that I really saw that was pushing him to stop Batman. And that was just like him, Batman branding that, that child molester sex trafficker guy and him getting like nearly killed in prison. That's about it. Yeah. But overall, the story I, I thought was still well put together apart from some of their motivations. And that's about it. Yeah, no, it, it had its parts where you're you're kind of like, did it really need that? But honestly, truthfully, like I say, did you eat your popcorn and were you entertained? Yeah, exactly. It all it all feeds back to that point. You know, I'm just gonna pull a little Russell Crowe from Gladiator. Are you not entertained? You know. <laughs> yes, indeed. I was I was super entertained. I saw it a couple times, and I'm not gonna lie, I was super entertained. Oh, yeah. I was super entertained when the Batmobile showed up. And that's actually one of the better Batmobiles actually out there. It's my favorite so far. You know, and, and not only that, I'm going to say it downright hands down. Ben Affleck is probably the best Batman I've seen out there ever, ever. ever, People ever, work ever. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. No, you know what? I'm right there with Kevin Smith. It's going to do an amazing job. And he did. He nailed it. He nailed yeah. it. They well, the yeah. were great. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. yeah, all the Bruce Wayne scenes were great. All of his just his his philandering around and him being kind of a the prick kind of older Batman. Yeah. He's just awesome. Uh and then as Batman, like he just dominates and I honestly don't care if he he actually killed anybody in the film. Don't care. I I actually just don't care. I like things being to the comics, but in this regard I felt like it fit very well. Well, also, it wasn't like the very beginning. Batman did carry a gun, didn't he? In the v- Yeah, in the beginning, he carried a gun. And yeah. Lex Luthor was a long, red-haired, long, long-haired... Gosh, it was... I, I don't know how to say this. He, he was a redhead with long hair, and he was kind of a, a crazy f- fop. This is all yeah. based on the original content. Right. Kind of. Right. No, I wasn't too keen on Lex Luthor. No, and neither was I. I mean, he was okay, but he was a yeah. little out there for me. But yeah, you know, because I, I kind of was was kind of like, well, what's his motive in this, really? You know. But he's just a psycho, apparently. Yeah, that's basically all he was. Was you know what? He just did what he wanted to do, apparently. You know. But I mean, I, I still. I still like who played who and everything, though. I mean, Ben Affleck, still great Batman. Alfred. Alfred was great. Yeah, exactly. He was awesome, too. And and Parademons. I mean, come on. You can't get away from those freaking Parademons, man. Can't get away from so that. good. And I'm, and, and I'm even ex- – and, and okay, here's the other thing. Here's one that I was way excited about. Okay, 
I'm not going to even try and pronounce her name, but the girl that played Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> so good. I was like, where did she come from? What else has she done? Because that was perfect. That was dead on. The only thing that I know that else that she's been in is the Fast and the Furious movies. She's in the last couple yeah. movies. I won't watch those. So. <laughs> well, then you're you'll I guess you're missing out on half of her career, but that's I'm okay. I'm missing out on half of her career, but I see big things for her in the future as long as it doesn't involve cars. Apparently, she was actually like this is true. She was actually in the Israeli military. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she that helped her even more, I bet. Oh yeah. Oh. You know, but she's I... a, a former military. She was a she was a model and now she's an actress. Uh, and she's Wonder Woman. There you and go. And she's Wonder Woman. So but yeah, that... she comes up to you and says, well, what have you done lately? You, you got nothing to say because she was in the military. She was a model and she's Wonder Woman. So I'm just going to tell her I'm a dad and I can pee standing up. Beat that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think you're so cool just because you can pee with your penis? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was so, great. She – uh. I mean, even though she wasn't like a super huge force in the movie, her presence was definitely felt throughout. Oh, the part where she's ta- fighting Doomsday, that part where she gets hit and then she just kind of like smiles about it. And oh, like, she's like, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's like, what the hell? This is great. So I wish I could have got my wife to go see it. But yeah. Oh, who'd you go see it with? Did you just go by yourself? I went by myself. I was that lonely, creepy guy in the theater. <laughs> Hey man, us comic book guys, we we walk a fine line, and sometimes that fine line means we gotta do some nerdy things by ourselves. So be it. It's true. So that does happen. No, but I I enjoyed it. I came out I came out feeling good about the movie. So what? You know, actually, terrible, even terrible, though yeah, go ahead. The terrible critics be damned. I'm just gonna say that. So I'm right there with you. I I think I I think they can't understand it and they don't appreciate it the way we do because we just have this fine understanding of of who Batman is and who Superman is and their histories and how that all fits in this in this com in this movie that is basically made up of like three to four different comics. Mm-hmm. You know, there's elements of Flashpoint in there. There's there's obviously things from like Justice League. Uh, from the Justice League in there. There's uh, the Dark Knight Returns is in there. There's the Death of Superman. There's all sorts of stuff in there, and that's great. But um, I think the things that two things that I'm most excited about. First off, my favorite scene in the movie was just the Batman fight scene. Like I can't stress enough how that is like my favorite scene almost anywhere just watching the batman go to work yeah and just taking down a room full of thugs which is I'll, I'll remark this in my second thing but you know he just kicks so much ass he did everything that i wanted him to do mm-hmm. he came up through the freaking floor he was throwing like mini detonators on guns disarming guys tactically like tactically this was just a well thought out a attack or, or approach like he, he kind of knew was where he was going he, he was just batman at that point he was batman yeah he was batman just straight up batman everything you expect batman to do it was done oh yes 
And no more armor, pla- no more like huge armor plated suits, just straight up armored gauntlets, armored cowl, and a yep. ninja suit, basically. Yep, there you oh, go. Gosh, I couldn't get enough. I was like freaking batarang to one guy's hand. He grapples a guy through his shoulder and kicks the crap out of him. Oh, you know, it's just. It's, got me slightly aroused you know i was just like this is amazing i was like kevin smith in there i was like oh i'm 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 oh this is amazing you know i was just sitting there in awe of of that whole scene just loving it yeah you know he's just using Uh his gadgets he's kicking ass he can take on five guys at once yeah you know not nothing but a thing and this is him at probably half strength after carrying around a huge metal suit yeah you know so imagine what he does when he's fresh, you know, watch out. <laughs> yeah. So that was my number one favorite thing. My number two favorite thing is the fact that the Blu-ray version is going to contain 30 extra minutes of footage that is going to help kind of clear up a lot of things in the film. I am dying to see what is what is left in there. Now, mm-hmm. it, it may not be much, but... If Zack Snyder says it helps clear things up for people, then I'm all game. Because honestly, his original cut was four hours. Seriously. His original cut was four hours long. Oh my gosh. So I would even I would even pay money to see that. You know? Like his vision for a movie, if when you can see his full vision for a movie, it's usually a lot better than what the you know, the producer's cut or the theater cut is right because it's Zack Snyder. He has a certain way of doing things like with Watchmen. They cut out a lot of stuff for the theatrical version that could have made a great difference had they added it back in. Right. So imagining what this movie might be like with a four hour cut or even a, you know, three hour cut. Yeah. I'm just like super stoked because I did notice something in the fight scene from the trailer from the Batman fight scene that wasn't in the movie. There's oh, like, really? yes, I did. I noticed this because I, I paid way too close attention to it. <laughs> I, I like this stuff too much. There's a part where he like throws a guy into a ginormous stack of pallets. That's not in the movie. So there's probably a little extra fight scene in there. Okay. And then there's probably a, there's a few extra things like the horsemen. There were like horsemen riding in Bruce Wayne's vision. Where's that? That's not in there. Mm. Then there's the stuff with uh, what's his name, Steppenwolf. There okay. was like that deleted scene that they showed with Lex Luthor talking basically to Steppenwolf. Right. That's not in the movie. So. Okay. There's gonna be a ton of crazy stuff boy that's gonna go in this movie what if in like the batman dream there's actually like a little clip of dark side in there oh you're tempting me man yeah with the parademons and everything wouldn't that make it so epic even just like a like a silhouette with yes silhouette red eyes i want to see parademons coming through the freaking boom tube you know yeah that'd be awesome there you go okay all right you got me you got me settled for for the blu-ray or just just a little a little dark side out in the distance like slowly coming towards you and then he wakes up you know you're just like oh just that just a little something yeah that'd make me want to go fight superman too 
I know, me too. I'd just be like, oh, I want to punch that guy in the face. But uh, apart from all of the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman action, we got little pieces of our uh, our next heroes in line. We got to see uh, Cyborg. We got to see a little bit of The Flash. And we got to see uh, a little bit of Aquaman. Yeah. Did you uh, did you like what you saw with that, or did you think it was like out of place? I liked it. I mean, it some of it could be out of place, you know. But I do like the look of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I mean, I know that's not how he looks in the comic books, but hey, you know what? It worked for me. The cyborg part was great. Um, I'm still kind of hurt with the Flash thing. Me too, a you little know? bit, but. I, I, I'm I think like, it'll be great anyway. I'm sure it will. I just, I'm kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you watch the TV show and you're kind of like, it's not the same Flash. I know. It's it's hard to cope with the fact that the Flash on TV is so damn good and he's not in this movie. Yeah. You know, but there is one comforting thought. There is the possibility that because this is, the Flash in the uh, DC Extended Universe, they might let him travel to other Earths in the Flash movie or somewhere down the line, meaning that he could end up crossing over into the TV world with our TV Flash at some point. Just just saying. Right. Since it is the Flash, and he can travel between multiple Earths. Right, and since the DC Universe is so keen with their multiverse... Yes. Kind of thing going on. If, I gotcha. Yeah, if Supergirl and Flash can cross over, and that's CBS to CW, you can make the film crossover work. It can work. Yeah. So that that's something that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I like the little... I, I did like the little parts, you know. I, I was excited. It, it got me thinking, okay, Justice League is going to be fun, you know, because they're already kind of bringing in the superheroes. Maybe they won't drag so much on, you know, how they all meet. But, but that's also the good news, too. Like you just mentioned that Justice League, you'll have all this stuff. Justice League is just a year away. And I know for a lot of people that that's like, it's forever away. But, like, in the real scheme of things, our lives are so busy you won't even realize it, and then it it's like a month away from happening, and then it's like, awesome, Justice League is here. I'll get to see Flash. I'll get to see all these characters come together on the big screen. You know, the right. Trinity, and then you get to see, you know, Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman all together. You well, know, it's not yeah. that far away. Yeah, well, and heck, think of all the things in between that you're going to be watching. Suicide Squad. Yeah. And Freaking Star Wars Rogue One. You Star know. Wars Rogue One. Oh my gosh. You're, you're getting all these movies, you know, and it's like Deadpool's coming out soon, you know. You've got that that you can watch at home while you're waiting. I know. I'm just salivating thinking about all the goodies that are coming our way. Ugh. Like, I'm going to go buy Deadpool on Blu-ray. I'm going to buy it with all the, the extras and the, 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 the DVD packaging that includes a little Deadpool figure. I'll, Ooh, it comes with a little figure? I have no idea, but I'm sure there's one somewhere that does. I hope so. Uh, did you watch the Deadpool Blu-ray commercial? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh it's... my gosh, you're going to get such a huge kick out of it. It's 
it's a Viagra commercial mixed with Deadpool. It's so great. <laughs> oh, oh. Chocolate, I haven't even seen it. I, I tried to get my wife to watch it, and she's like, no, I don't want to watch that. I was like, you are the biggest buzzkill. <laughs> Just have to suck the life out of everything. I, you know, I think I actually got my wife excited for uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, really? Yeah, I showed her the one trailer where they did the Bohemian Rhapsody because she's never really watched these. I mean, she's so busy that she doesn't even really watch any trailers online. And I'm just kind of like, okay, you need to see this. You might get excited for it. And she was like, okay, we can go see that. And I was like, yeah, I did my job right. Getting her sweaty over it, man, dude. That's that's a task, and you did it. I did it. I was like, yes, I did it. Round of applause for this guy. Yeah. I'm going to stand up, take a bow. I would. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I think I'll get Mariah to go. I'm not I'm not sure, but I'm certainly going to try. But seriously though, between now and when Justice League comes out, we've just got tons of great things to look forward to and pay attention to. And by the time by the time it actually rolls around, we won't even realize that, that it's been a year from this point, you know. Right. So, I mean, uh Suicide Squad, there's plenty of action to go around there we've got rogue one there's assassin's creed warcraft uh, x-men apocalypse there's freaking doctor strange i mean that looks boss Ugh. yeah then we've got ghostbusters we've got um we've got uh wonder woman next year there's two more marvel movies coming there's gonna be uh what is next year is next year next year's ragnarok and uh Crap. What's the other one? Oh, Guardians 2. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wonder Woman. Just tons of fun stuff to, you know, uh, take your attention. Plus, not only that, but, I mean, each time one of these movies rounds out with a Blu-ray, I mean, you're going to have tons of hours of stuff. Like, I'm going to watch all the extra features and commentaries. Oh, yeah. Commentaries are half the fun. I was gonna say I I last weekend I watched the commentary on Star Wars Force Awakens for the first time. How was it? You know, I actually really enjoyed it. So I don't know. With Star Wars, I'm I would I would expect it to be so like with Star Wars it's just such a uh property with so much like history behind it for me, like in my childhood. Watching that would be like magical. It would be like, man, I feel so nostalgic and so enveloped by this whole Star Wars universe because it's just like my childhood all right. up in there. So. Speaking of which, did you hear that they're filming some of it in, close to us? Yes, I did hear that. Okay, so how do we get on as cast members? <sighs> so security is going to be really high. I'm thinking... We get some lightsabers and we threaten the guards to let us on set, and then we just stand there waiting for somebody to tell us what to do. Okay. I think it so, could work. I was thinking of doing a little smoldering towards a, a security guard, but I don't know if that would work. I was, or you know, you could always do the old uh, mind uh, trick, Jedi mind trick. You know Jedi that that works trick. every once in a while. That works. Or we could, you know, try and like, you know halfway seduce somebody there you know that always works yeah i'll seduce put out the vibe 
I'll put out the vibe. Yeah. I'm just going to like lean up against a wall, let my arms swing a little bit. You know, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know. I think it'll work. Um, yeah. Super excited about about uh, Rogue One, though. I just I just can't wait. Um, expectations, though. Um, back to Batman v Superman. Do you yeah, feel yeah. like a lot of your expectations were met, or you that it kind of fell short? You know what? My expectations, I'm going to say, were met. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. All, all I wanted was that I was going to enjoy myself. I mean, I wasn't expecting, you know, this to happen, that to happen, this to happen. You know, no, I just wanted to be entertained. And and I was at the theater when other people who hadn't seen it either yet. And, you know, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, tough shit. I've giving you how many weeks <laughs> it's been like two months so it's yeah, been like a month, two and, months a half. and the reason why i didn't go see it is because at work someone told me superman died some d-bag let some it slip and i was like you f-tard i'm done <laughs> i walked away flipping him the bird i'm sure i could have got written up and everything but you don't care no i don't care I cameron does what cameron does i do what i want I do how I want. No, but that was kind of my point. I was like, well, now the movie's ruined. No, it wasn't ruined. You know, it, it was a part, but I was just kind of like, and this is where it's going to happen. You know, but all in all, I was entertained. It, I would say my expectations were reached. Yeah. I'll just end it with that. They were reached. I was, I was enjoying it. I, I had fun. Uh, I definitely knew that Batman would be kicking some trash. So I'm right there with you. Sorry, I'm right there with you. Um, and Scott would hate me for saying this, but my only expectation was that I wanted to see a Batman, a new Batman movie, and a new Superman movie, and a movie with Wonder Woman in it, and uh, and that expectation was met. So my bar for having a good Batman v Superman movie was pretty much met. And the fact that I knew that Zack Snyder directed it was pretty much a guarantee that I would be okay with it because I've pretty much seen the better, like the bigger pieces of his work and I've just been very satisfied. So I wasn't worried at all. I sat down and I watched a Batman and Superman and a Wonder Woman movie together and I was, I was satisfied, right. you know? And a lot of people hate that. A lot of people were just like, it wasn't good enough. And it's like, you know what? You should just be glad that we're able to have a world where Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman can coexist on the same screen together. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. When people say that it wasn't good enough, well, okay. Why don't you direct it? Ba- back it up. Why wasn't it good enough? And and they don't have a reason. They just go, well, it wasn't good enough. And it's like, shut up. Yeah. I know. You know, unless you have some feedback for me, you know, give me a reason why you didn't like it. Maybe I'll see your opinion. But right now, you know, you're in charge of two things, Jack and shit and Jack left town. So <laughs> I got to use that one sometime. That's a good that's a good one. I got to remember yeah. that. I, I stole that one from uh, Army of Darkness, Bruce Campbell. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget that line? I love that movie. Yeah. 
jack and shit. Oh man, Bruce Campbell. Oof. Yeah, it's it's hard not to want to like punch people in the face when I hear they they don't like it. I was like, well, what do you like? Yeah, you know exactly. what you like? You like sodomy and sadness. That's what you like if you don't like this movie. It's just like it, it it's it's not it's not perfect. Okay, it's not perfect by any means. No, but it's still a good movie. It's still a good movie, and I and if you and if you can't say that it's at least a good movie, then you know get out of my face because I don't want to hear it. Right. It was, I mean, even it was even hard though because I'm sure you heard this when Kevin Smith did his review of the movie, and he kind of ribbed on it, kind of hard. You know, he there were things that he liked about it, but he kind of he kind of gave it a lower grade. And yeah. I was like, no, you're like the biggest like Batman Superman fan ever. And I mean, it didn't meet like hard most of his expectations, and which was kind of killer since right. he kind of like helped Jeff Johns introduce the <laughs> introduce the the DC extended universe into the world, you know? Right. But but he did come back saying that after the second time he watched it, you know, he liked it more. Somebody did get into a fight with somebody else in his movie. Like when he was there, didn't you hear that part? Like a fist fight broke out uh-uh, at I the movie. Hear that part. He was with Jason Mewes. Oh yeah, I heard about that. The and there was a fight. Yeah. And then yeah. somebody's kid was like causing all kinds of hell for him while he was there. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you doing, bringing your kid to this movie? It's like far too dark to bring your kid to this movie." Yeah. Which is funny because my. My wife's ex-husband, like my, I'm the stepdad, so Jocelyn's dad took her to see it. Jocelyn's five, and I was like, Mariah and I originally, before she had even gone to see it, we're like, no, we're not going to take her to see it. And then Jocelyn saw it, and she's like, I loved it, it had Wonder Woman in it, and I was like, (laughs) well, if she missed everything else, and the only thing she saw was Wonder Woman, you know, that's okay with me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There you, you go. Know, so. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But I was, I was very satisfied with the movie. Like, I'm good with the dark stuff. I like it. But at the same time, now after having watched Civil War, I I, I pity Batman v Superman that it 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 isn't better. Like it isn't better, and it's not that I still don't. It's not that I don't like it. I love it. Yeah. But it's like Civil War was like near perfection. Right. Like the way it was put together and the story was just flawless. The fighting and all of the action is flawless and, it's, and the music was flawless. And Disney just, you know, made their own golden goose again. And, you know, they just decided to make their next blockbuster and they could have codenamed it Jesus. And I would have been like, well, that's pretty accurate. But, uh, I still love Batman v Superman. Right. No. And and that's just it. Like after what you've been saying how hyped you've been about Civil War, it's kind of well now you kind of understand why they bumped up themselves from the same weekend as Civil War, but but then that's kind of a showing that they weren't totally confident in this movie. You know, and that's kind of sad that Warner Brothers didn't back them up that much going, no, you know what, this could compete with, you know, Civil War, but... This sounds bad. And, yeah. you know, uh, the, you, you, I don't know. 
people would hate me for saying this. What if the Russo brothers took on a Batman v Superman movie and they did it? Would it be much better? Mm, I don't know. And that kind of goes with the whole thing that, you know, a Marvel movie is completely different to a DC movie because DC tends to be a little bit darker. I don't know if they could do dark. See, yeah, I don't know either. It's it's a it's a hard road to hoe, you know. It's it's yeah. So some I mean, directors are are born into it, and others are are forced into it. And these guys, I don't know how well they would do if they're forced into it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that'd be like saying, you know, okay, we're gonna get Steven Spielberg, and he's gonna do Batman versus Superman. Well, that's not really what I want to go see. I'm sorry, I love Steven Spielberg movies. But Steven Spielberg, Batman, Superman, I'm not so sure it would be so good because I'm sure he'd kind of screw it up by putting something Spielberg-ish in there, you know? Same goes for guys like J.J. Abrams. He doesn't belong doing a DC movie. He fits right in doing a Disney or a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know, you can't – this is the kind of guy you don't use for a DC property. So when it comes to directors for DC properties – there's a certain taste and a certain genre of director that they're looking for. And sometimes the direction of the movie, no matter how much you want this director to like fit the tone and everything, may lose sight of what the movie should be. Right. But that being said, it it's I don't I don't think the movie's bad at all, but Hey, that's just me. I'm just one guy, one guy speaking into a microphone about a nerdy subject. Right. No, and and I want to continue that. I mean, like going the other way. I mean, how would you like a Christopher Nolan movie doing Captain America? I probably wouldn't like that. You know, it'd be a little trippier. Let's just face it. Yeah, it'd be far. It'd be a lot different. No joke yeah. about that. So. You know, what I was disappointed though about Civil War. I didn't really get any new trailers for anything. Like, I honestly thought we'd be getting an Assassin's Creed trailer. Didn't happen. No trailers, huh? Like, no, nothing new. It was all, I mean, it's not they're, they're not bad trailers. It's just all the same stuff as the last time I went to the movies. It was Fantastic Beasts. Uh, there was that Jones County movie. Like, uh, there was... Um, you know, just all those movies, just all the same stuff. Okay, so I can miss out on the trailers. Then. Yeah, you're not gonna miss anything. Not gonna miss anything. No, no. Then I won't worry about it. Don't run out of drink. It's still going. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna go get me a drink. <laughs> uh, and uh, yet, that has happened before. It does happen. It does happen from time it's to time. So excited! You're so parched. Uh, so parched i'm gonna be honest with you though i did not know that it came out today you didn't no i was thinking it was next week (laughs) yeah i oh wow i i knew well i knew mostly because i just know but i mean i had tickets to it like last week yeah so if i would have known i would have gone and seen it Dude, my wife didn't go. I should have just had you drive up and go with me because I took Jocelyn and I could have just taken somebody else. Yeah. But that's okay. I had daddy, daddy-daughter daddy time, so it was good. And it's needed. It, it is needed. Because 
let's just face it, they're gonna look back at this and go, yeah, I went and saw that with my dad. Oh, epic! I can't wait for the day when, you know, she's at school and she sees like a superhero T-shirt and she like knows the history of that superhero and people are like, how do you know all this? She's like, because my dad knows superhero stuff and I know all of his stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, it's right. My kid freaking knows this stuff. <laughs> it's not something every parent should be proud of, but I will be because I think it's cool. Because <laughs> it's on his list. It's on my list, yeah. Well, I would give it – I'll give the movie a, a solid 80 from my perspective. Ooh, an 80, huh? I really liked it. There was so okay. much – there were so many things about it that I really liked, and then it left a few – it left some story – some story things and a few minor things to be desired from my part. And that makes up that 20%. All right. So I give it a solid 80. Okay. I would probably give it an 80 as well. If I curve the grading system off of all more superhero movies done. Yep. Okay. I can see that. Uh huh. The vast majority of the superhero movies being <laughs> not great. But I would give it an 80 because, I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of movies that, I'm sorry, that they just didn't meet it. And this one actually met it for me. So, you know, I, I, I've i enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'll give it an 80. Yeah, even though I'm curving the grade, I'm still giving it an 80. So. Yes, I think it did great. I can't wait for the Blu-ray. Can't wait to own it, watch it frequently, probably all the time. And and not only that, it could be worse. It could be Fantastic Four. Ugh. Ugh. Just like, I just I just threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry to bring that up. It's a cold day in our world, but hey. I'll take watching the Chris Evans version of Fantastic Four any day over the last one we got. Yeah, exactly. In fact. That one's actually not half bad. In no. fact, that's a lot better than Batman and Robin. Uh, yeah. So. But, yeah, um, I'm I'm set on that. Liked it. You know, can't wait for it to show its face. Oh, another piece of news. I don't know if you ever got into the whole Power Rangers thing. I know we went over this, and you weren't really a Power Rangers kid, but. They just released the first image of the new suits for the Power Rangers. Right. So I'll just give you my quick opinion because I don't I don't think you were very acquainted with them, but I did um, see. I'm not crazy about the costumes, but they are interesting. And I and I do look forward to seeing what they have to produce. Right. Oh, also, by the way. I went online and I just looked up fan films for a bunch of stuff. Holy crap, there's a ton of like fan films for a lot of stuff. Like Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty cool though. There's a couple of like Red Hood there are a couple of little small Red Hood fan films you should look up. Okay. Any of them particularly really good looking? Like Um there's one that's halfway decent um i can't really pin down the name but the uh, you'll you'll notice you'll know which one it is by the eyes they light up the eyes of the the helmet light up eyes on the helmet light up okay 
And let's see, I found I did I found a, a really cool Power Rangers short bootleg universe fan film. It's really, really good. It has James Vanderbeek in it. As a Power Ranger? No, he's not a Power Ranger. He's okay. just like a he's like a military guy. James Vanderbeek is a military guy. But this is like a rated R version of like a Power Rangers like universe thing. It's cool. It's it's really interesting. Okay. But it's cool. You'll you'll like it. It it says like bootleg universe in the name of the film. You'll find it. Okay. I'll it's like it it's like fifteen minutes long. You're gonna be like, what is this thing? And at the end, you're gonna be like, whoa, that, that was interesting. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, yeah, I think on the show though we should uh, we could start doing some uh, short film uh, reviews. I think anything we can find on the web, you know, uh, there's lots of great people on the web, and I think we des- uh, they deserve to be recognized for their good works if they if we find ones that are actually halfway decent. Right. Um, we could do that. Uh, we could even, give them a little boost. Yeah, I think so. I think they deserve it. Yeah, they do. Anybody that takes the time to actually make a short film because they like the character so much is worth, you know, at least watching once. Right. You know. So, I'm all in for that. Also, on a few final notes, um, Kama Bento has been really great. Um, Kama Bento's been fun, and I like what they do, and I think... Getting a mystery box of comics and graphic novels is really cool, especially when it's delivered to your doorstep. But how cool would it be if you got to pick what goes in your box instead? How cool would it be if you got to decide on the lines and the series that went into your box every month or even weekly if you so wanted? How cool would that be? I'd say that's pretty awesome. Is that better than getting a mystery box in your opinion? Kind of. Well, what do you mean? Like a theme or? Not a theme. You just, anything, any comic books that you're interested in, you got to pick the lines in the series and the characters that went into that box every month. Like anytime there's a new issue of a line of comics, that goes in your box. Okay. I like it. I mean, you lose the element of surprise, but yeah, I like that idea. Such a company actually exists. I I had been like really thinking about this idea and I was like I I can almost put money on this that I'm sure there's somebody out there that is already doing this that was already like build your own box and we'll send it to you you know every month or even weekly if you want okay so I went looking and I found them they're called comic cartel So Comic Cartel allows you to build your own box and then you get to like if your order is over $25, they give you these super nice comic book storage boxes. So they're actual legitimate comic book storage boxes that are like – they're like – you know what a long box looks like. If you cut a slice off of a long box, it's kind of like that, except it's really nice material. Uh-huh. And it keeps all of your comic books safe and stored well. 
So you get the free storage after $25 orders. Right. So I could pick a graphic novel, and then I could choose three different lines of comics that I'm interested in, and every time there's a new issue, it goes in my box. So every month, I would get the next issue of the thing that I'm reading, or... I can get I can select specific issues to go in that box each month. So, in my opinion, I kind of like that better than the mystery box just because I don't want to get a box of graphic novels that I may or may not read that are going to sit there. Right. I do like the element of surprise, but I like even better the idea that I'm getting a comic that I really really want to read. Right. That way I'm not going to the comic book store and I also get these free comic book boxes that are sweet. But, um, yeah, I am going to be looking into them to add as a sponsor. Okay. So, everybody out there, if you have the chance, go check out Comic Cartel. If you want to build your own box, you can do it that way. But if you'd like your own mystery box, go to Comic Bento. They've got some great stuff. Uh, This month... What comes in the box is some great stuff from Valiant. Uh, There's one graphic novel called The Four Points, which focuses on... It's like an an Avengers-style comic book from Valiant that features, like, four of their most prominent uh, heroes. There was a Fantastic Four, uh, basically, series or volume one that tells the uh, rebooted origin of the Fantastic Four. I think that's the most recent one. And then there were a couple other ones. There was one called, uh, what was it called? Um, Surface Tension. Um, except that one I looked into Surface Tension, and it was like really, really grotesque. And I was like, you know, this is not my style. So that one's just going to sit on the shelf forever, indefinitely. Not not getting read through, because it, it was just too too weird, too weird too much for me. But, yeah, if you have the chance, check out Comic Cartel. I know I will. And um, if you want a mystery box, go to Comic Bento. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to them. You can get their box generally for under $20. That's uh, before shipping. Nice. And also, check out Geek Fuel. Get a whole bunch of geeky stuff in one box every month delivered to your doorstep. You'll get an exclusive T-shirt, poster, and a one-of-a-kind item, along with a few other little trinkets or goodies to go along with it. So, that's me plugging those guys for you. Also, coming soon to you will be my new blog, I think I've mentioned it already once in here, called The Well-Rounded Nerd. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with what The Well-Rounded Nerd is or will be, it's just me basically talking about a lot of different points about being a nerd in today's society and how to kind of manage that on a day-to-day basis how to use your nerdiness to your not only your advantage how to spread it to others but also how to keep it in check making sure that you're not only healthy and nerdy but you know you're giving time to your family you're giving time to other important things don't let your nerdiness get ahead of you it's good to have your hobbies but don't forget about the people in your life that support you so That will be coming to you soon with lots of great content that you can subscribe to 
I will have tips and tutorial guides for the comic book oriented person and for the nerd in us all. That includes uh, tips and things on on uh, mobile apps, on technology, family life, and health. So stay tuned for all of that. And um, as uh, Cameron and I have just discussed, if you should subscribe to this new blog or to our podcast or subscribe to the monthly newsletter that will be coming, we are going to be putting together something great. Cameron will be designing and putting together an exclusive piece of art that we will send to you signed from him. It'll be great. So you can look forward to that. Right, Cameron? Exactly. Yep. And if you're lucky enough, someday Cameron might even put your face on a comic book character's face just because he can. <laughs> if I feel like it. If he, if he feels like it. If he likes you enough, he might yeah. even shake your hand. I might shake <laughs> your hand. Whoa. You know, that's hasty of a thing there, but uh, it might just happen. It might. It might. But thank you all for listening in. Um, if you're looking for us, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. <gasps> oh, my gosh, I'm going to sneeze. Wait. No, not. I was off oh. the ah. That was so close. I was, like, right on the cusp there. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. We're on Facebook, Twitter, at Sons of Comics. Don't forget to check us out. Comment on us. Please write us a review. Tell us how we're doing. If you want to hear more or hear more about a specific subject, you can always tweet at us at Sons of Comics, like I've already said. You can find us on Facebook and communicate with us there. And look for other great pieces of content that we'll have to offer to you soon. We're also going to be having some other discounts and things to throw your way in the near future. So stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. And uh, once again, thank you to Cameron for being on the show. Hey, thank you. And have a good night, everybody. Yep. Good night, guys. <laughs>